Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style the young people are able to relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is the head pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, A.B. Cathedral. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God. Multiply them, 
to Sunday. You will serve the Lord with all of your heart. Oh, I know about your other job. And I know that you can do many other things that no. with your hand clap this morning. And I'm happy to announce to you that it's time for the word of God. Hallelujah. Today is our first Sunday of the year. And I believe that it's a blessing to be in church today. still recovering from the Christmas but I thank God that you have found space to be in the house of the Lord there's no better place to be on the first Sunday of the year than in the house of God it's very very important and I'm happy to see that you have started the year on a very very good note hallelujah and it's time to hear your first sermon of the year your first Sunday preaching of the year how many of you think that's powerful 
And I hear this is the first year of a new decade as well. 2020 is the first year of a new decade. So it's your first Sunday sermon of the decade. Ish. Hallelujah. Some of you, this is the decade that you are going to break out and become somebody major. This is the decade that some of you are going to get married. This is the decade that some of you are going to have children. And the beginning of everything is powerful. You know, just before I introduce the preacher, one day my daughter brought home an assignment. He said she should find pictures of sources of the biggest rivers in the world. The biggest rivers in the world. The Congo River, the Amazon. A lot of them. And I was shocked as we went on the internet to find the sources of the rivers. They were very, very tiny. Very tiny. Very tiny. One of them was just some water dripping between some rocks. That is the source of the river that flows for thousands of miles. So everything in your life, eh, it will begin small. But if you can stay with it and if you can believe it. So we are sitting here, it's like you're a nobody, like the weather is dry, some hamatan. This is somebody's source, the beginning of somebody's mighty, mighty, mighty decade. You, the next 10 years of your life, eh, you will not believe it. Eh, if you can trust in God. If you can trust in God. That's how God works. That's how God works. The next 10 years of your life, you will not believe it. I, I am trusting God that today will be like a small trickle compared to what my life will be in 10 years time. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are excited about hearing the word of God on this first Sunday, I want you to stand to your feet with me as a sign of honor for the gift of God, for the vessel of God, and help me, let's welcome to this moment, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Send the word to us. 
send a scripture to us. A sentence. A phrase. A thought. That which delivers. That which sets us free. That which brings us a blessing. Thank you for this great privilege. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. I want to welcome you to the first Sunday of the year. I welcome you to church. And I'm hearing also that it's the first Sunday of the decade. So I'm welcoming you to your first Sunday of the decade in church. And I'm confident that you will end this decade in the church. In a deeper way. In a more powerful way. God has been very, very good to us. And I have no doubt that his goodness will endure. Will persist. Will continue. In Jesus name. This year is our year of the shepherd. That is the theme that is the vision that is how we are going to live out the year it is the year of the shepherd amen and so i want to share with you on why you can become a shepherd amen why you can become a shepherd. Now, who is a shepherd? Who is a shepherd? When we say our year of the shepherd or the year of the shepherd, who is a shepherd? A shepherd is someone Who takes care of other Christians? That is a shepherd. Somebody who takes care of other Christians. He prays for them. Loves them. Helps them to come to church. Shares the word of God with them. Makes sure that they are happy. Every Christian must give himself or herself that privilege of caring for somebody else. Amen. So this year, is dedicated to the life of being able to take care of somebody else. It's not a year we are dedicating to the playing of the keyboard. This is not the year. 
you may train people to play the keyboard. But our main focus is to care for other Christians. So as you are playing the keyboard, you should ask yourself, am I living the vision of caring for other Christians? So the people you are training to play the keyboard could also become your sheep. As you are teaching them to play the keyboard, you are also teaching them to come to church. You are also teaching them to be able to read their Bibles. You are also teaching them to be able to have their quiet time. That is a shepherd. A shepherd doesn't lead people to dance. A shepherd leads people to be Christians, to be stable and established. And all of us who are here today will never understand what God had to do to get you to be in church. The many different circumstances he used to get you to be in church. Some of you ought to have died by now. But you are alive. Some of you should have experienced many, many bad things. But God delivered you. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them from them all. Now, you see, let me start by telling you something Jesus said. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad. As sheep having no shepherd. Please don't move to the next verse. He saw the multitudes, human beings, a lot of human beings. And he saw them as sheep. So we are all sheep. The person sitting by you is a sheep. So to speak. And then Jesus was looking for a shepherd. A shepherd. That is, another human being who is also a sheep. 
A shepherd is a sheep. Caring for other sheep. So out of us who are sheep, God can take a sheep and turn him into a shepherd to take care of three people. Now, anybody who claims to love Jesus should listen to me carefully. Because I want to talk to you about love. Anybody who loves Jesus must listen to me. If you, don't lo- if you are here and you don't love Jesus, find a newspaper to read or close your eyes and sleep. Or, but, but if you love Jesus, then you must listen to me. One of the hallmarks of love for a person is to be concerned about what concerns the person. If you love someone, if I love Pastor Jerry, whatever is of concern to him will be of concern to me. It may not be something I am interested in. But because it concerns a person I love, it becomes a concern to me. In verse 36 of Matthew 9, we see something that concerns Jesus. I'm only speaking to the few of you here who love Jesus. We are looking in English at something that concerned Jesus. You see, when he saw the multitudes, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. That is it right there. Did you know that a lot of things don't move us? One morning, I woke up. I was having breakfast and watching the news some years back. It's been 10 years or so, 4, 5 years. I forget. As I was watching the news, I was eating good breakfast, English breakfast. And I saw that some Muslim radicals is it Taliban's or so have gone to bomb a place in Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Imagine I'm in Accra. Afghanistan. And had killed some United Nations workers. I mean, I was still gobbling my breakfast. Because, I mean, what has Afghanistan got to do with me? But I'm sure the UN Secretary General, when he saw that news, couldn't eat because his workers in Afghanistan had been killed by Muslim radicals. I ate my breakfast and cleaned the plates. I was neutral. 
Five minutes after that news item, I got a call from my wife, who I think was in London at that time. She was weeping and asked me if I've heard the news. I said, what news? So, have you heard of what has happened to one of our pastors? I said, no, I'm at home. I'm watching the news. He said, Adon, he was murdered by Muslim radicals in Afghanistan. Hey! Hey! I said, wow! Not knowing that that news item I was looking at on the screen concerned me. My big brother had been killed. He was in the UN and was at post in the same house where the people struck. Immediately, I was moved for days. It took me a long time to recover. When you don't care about something, nothing happening concerns you about it. That's why I will not, I, I will not be upset with you if you are not concerned about this. If this thing doesn't move you, I don't blame you because you may not be a lover of Jesus. But if you are a lover of Jesus, even if you don't care about other people, the fact that something concerns him should be of interest to you. What is it that concerns my lover? The person I love. He wants shoes. I'll get him shoes. What was it that moved him? He saw people who fainted. They had no energy to faint. If I, if I faint now, it means I've lost energy. Something has happened. I've fainted. People, if, if, if I lose control of myself right now, as I'm saying, I, I can fall down and faint. He saw people who had no energy for spiritual things. He saw people, they were a lot of, but the people were not spiritual and were not concerned about their spiritual state. They fainted. And also, they were scattered abroad. That one is even more serious. Because every shepherd wants his sheep to be together. But when he saw them, they were scattered. That is, they couldn't be brought together. They couldn't be gathered. They couldn't be brought together. And the Bible says he was moved. He was moved. It disturbed him. 
Seeing weak Christians who don't read their Bibles must also disturb you because it disturbs Jesus. Seeing weak Christians who can't live a holy life Who live of pornography and fornication and masturbation and drinking and smoking and revelry must disturb you. If you are a lover of Jesus, it must concern you that there is a brother in the church who doesn't come to church often. If you love Jesus, if you don't love Jesus, just look away and just think of your shop, your shop in Accra. But if you love Jesus, it must concern you that ah, we, we should be 1,000. Where are the 400? This service we are having should be a huge service. Like Bishop Kobe said, people have not recovered from the Hamatan. I said the Hamatan. Well, Hamatan also. And Christmas. But you have recovered. Which means that you have a certain energy for the things of God that some people don't have. And God will be happy if you directed that energy towards helping, helping somebody else. If you care about him. I'm just showing you that this is what concerns him. He is moved when he sees people who can be brought together. He is moved when he sees a bus with 22 seats Coming to church with only 10 people. Meanwhile, that bar center has got 40 members. Scattered. And there's nobody to gather them. I'm just, I'm just telling you that these are the things that concern Jesus. And if you claim to love Jesus, this must concern you. You should also be moved. You, you, you cannot claim a love for Jesus. When you sit there, you are at the back. You, don't, you are not concerned about, of, about what goes on. You just wake up. You bath. You wear your dress. You come to church. There's no concern about who must come to church with you. Who you want to bring to church. No, no, no. That, that is far from your mind. The same way going to the moon is far from my mind this morning. I don't have any intention of going to the moon. And that some of you, it does not concern you at all. That who can I care for? This year is for those people who care for other people. This is the year of the shepherd. And it is the year of the lovers of God. Because if you are a lover of Jesus, you must be moved. When you attend the service that 1,000 people must be there and there are 900, it, it must move you. Where are the 100? It must concern you. Many people claim a love for Jesus, but don't understand. You see, when you love somebody, it is very important for you to do what the person wants. You can't say you love someone. And you are doing things for her or for him that please you. But things that don't please the person. 
One lady got married. And within two weeks, she wanted to leave the marriage. And went and told the pastor that she doesn't think she can stay in this marriage. Because the husband that she loves is asking for something she can't give. So what are you asking for? What is your husband asking for? He said he wants a certain type of steel that he can, she cannot produce. Yes, just two weeks. Then the pastor asked, what type of steel? Soup, what type of soup? He said, my husband wants bat soup. Bat. Yes. I mean, if it, the face of the bat. How many of you would like to eat bat soup? How many of you do not like bat soup? Aha, uh-huh. so most of us here. But if you claim you love somebody who likes bat soup, you must go and find a bat at 37 on the trees. You don't love someone the way you want to love the person. So those who are married, they know this. They don't, they don't always think of themselves. In John 21, Jesus asked Peter three times, Do you love me? Each time, Peter said, You know I love you. And the answer three times was, Feed my sheep. Yes. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my... We are the sheep of God. Psalm 95 tells us that we are the sheep of his hand. The people of his pasture. We are sheep. And if you love Jesus, Jesus says that you don't show love to me by buying me flowers. You don't show love for Jesus by giving him chocolates. We, we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We, yes, we are human beings, but in a certain sense, we are sheep. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. We are sheep. We are sheep. And Jesus said, if you love me, feed my sheep. So, if you are here, lovest thou me, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said, if you love me, look for somebody to feed the person. Look for someone to feed the person. In this kingdom, the Bible, Jesus Christ said, for the kingdom of heaven is not in word. It's not in word, but in power. God's kingdom 
We don't use words to laugh. It is in the world that we, we use words. I love you, baby. I will give you my heart and use batteries. I will die for you, baby. All those are words. The kingdom of God is not in word. In this kingdom, we don't use words. We don't use worship songs. How I love you, Lord. You, my all in all. Those words, those singing words, we don't use them here. It's like these people draw nigh to me with their words, with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. In this kingdom, we don't use words. We don't use words. That's why Jesus told Peter, stop talking too much. If you really love me, show it not by telling me I love you. I mean, many of you here, people who claim to love you have done things to you. So when they say they love you, you even laugh in your head. My dear friends, this year we are going to be moved by what moves the person we love. What moves him? When people are fainting. When people have no energy to walk with God. Then we step in. If you go back to Matthew 9.37, I mean, you would have thought that Jesus Christ would deploy angels. Angels. Matthew 9.37. 36. You'd have thought that when people are scattered, God would send angels to go and gather them. You'd have thought that when people are fainting, He would send angels to just blow air, just be strengthened. But Jesus Christ did not look for angels. He told them, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest. Verse 36, 37. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. 38. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers. It concerns Jesus that there are not enough laborers in the church. Would you not want to be a laborer only because even Jesus is looking for laborers? There are many things I've done for people I love that I never would have done that on my own. It means nothing to me. But because I like this person, I find I've, I found myself doing things for the person that I myself had no interest in. Yeah. 
And ladies and gentlemen, today, I want to tell all of us that one of the reasons why we must think of helping those who are fainting and also think of gathering those who are scattered. One of the reasons why you and I must get involved in the work of praying for those who are fainting, visiting them, showing them love, and not sit around unconcerned, one of the big reasons why you and I must work for God is that He has done so much for us. And we have to be grateful. Yes. We have to be thankful. What I'm doing for God, I'm doing it out of gratitude. When I think of my life and the different dimensions of my life, And what God has done for me, I can't keep to myself. Just out of, you see, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. It's a very important verse. Verse 1, 2 Timothy, it says, in this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. So this is one of the signs of the last days. Last days. One of the evils of the last days. Then he goes on to list the things you will see in the last days. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, he lists things we, he called Perilous, dangerous, and one of the dangerous ways to live is to be a lover of your own self. It's a dangerous way to live your life, to be a lover of your own self. In the kingdom of God, we don't only love ourselves. But we also love others. But in the last days, one of the hallmarks, one of the attitudes you will find is people will love themselves. Then they'll be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. But one of the works one of the things you see in the last days is they'll be unthankful. That's the last days. One of the evils in the last days is people you'll be kind to who will not thank you. Who will not thank you. Like somebody is sitting down very hungry. You buy bread. You buy Milo. The person eats the bread and milo and just walks up and goes away. Unthankful. Yeah. 
And, 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 and even me as a human being, I'm seeing it really. I'm seeing it. Yes. I'm seeing it. People who receive kindness but don't thank. And there are many ways to thank a person. I mean, the word thank you. I see so many differences. I see it all the time. You do the same thing for two people. This one and this one. You see two different reactions. If one doesn't even mention it at all, then the other one is on and on and on and on. It is one of the evil spirits. Always ask yourself, are you thankful to the people who are good to you? Are you thankful to God? Even just out of gratitude, you may want to see the pastor for two names. Give me some two names. I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to visit them. I'm nothing in the church. I'm not a, I'm nothing. But I'm going to give me... I, I cannot be in a church without caring for somebody who is a Christian. Give me some two names. And always, you see that there are people like this. I mean, it's like, on th- even as the thing is in his mouth and he's eating, he's even insulting you. I've seen it all. So this is when I see it, I don't know, oh, the evil spirit has attached itself to this person. It's okay. And, and this, I don't even have a lot of energy for a lot of things. No, no, no. My energy is in another area. I just manage and manage and manage and manage and just move on. You can't fight. You cannot fight many things. But you see, unfortunately, you cannot afford to be unthankful. You can't. Why can't you? Because it is only out of thankfulness that you get more of that same thing. I'll take it again. Only out of thankfulness. When you are grateful, when somebody finds you grateful, the person does more. So I've, I've done something for two people. And I saw the two different responses. So this coming week, I'm going to do more for one of them. Because also, you see, one of the things you should know in life is that nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes, nobody owes you money. Nobody owes you respect. No, anything that is done for you must be seen as a privilege. Even if your mother gives you her breast milk, she doesn't owe you breast milk. There are mothers who don't give their children breast milk. I saw a baby recently. The baby is, 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 is sick. Your father does not owe you school fees. There are fathers who don't pay school fees. So when your father pays your school fees, don't, don't say, oh, but he is doing what he must do. You don't understand life. Nobody owes you anything. 
I don't even owe you the way I am preaching this morning. I don't owe it to you. I can, I, I've got the book. I can just read the point. Point number one. Yes, read the verse. Number two. The, number three. Just read six points and go away. I don't owe you preaching from my heart. I don't owe it to you. I don't owe it to you. I don't owe it to you. So when somebody does something from his heart, and you fold your hands as if you've not noticed it, you don't get more. There were ten lepers who met Jesus. And he sent them to the, to the priest. On the way, all of them got healed. Healed. That is, their leprosy vanished. Suddenly, they were all normal. One of them returned. Out of ten. And Jesus asked them, Where are the nine? This morning he's asking, Where are the remaining 800 members? Why are they not shepherds? Why are you not a shepherd? Jesus asked them, Were you not ten? Where are the nine? Then verse 18. Verse 19, I think. He said, Arise. Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Whole is different from healed. To be made whole is different from being healed from leprosy. The one who does more gratefulness, who shows more gratefulness, always gets more. In this year, 2020, somebody was saying that it's a year of, uh, 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 not, not a year, I mean, that's what I heard the person speaking. It's a, 2020 is a year of double portions. Double portions. And I believe it. Double portion. But double portion, not for wicked people like you. Not for a wicked person like you. Some of you, what you have, what you had in 2019, 2020, it will be halved. You watch it. Many times we think God is a fool. But he's not a fool. He notices everything he does for you. He said, not even one hair on your head drops without his knowledge. He know, can you imagine? I mean, 10 people, it's not very easy to count 10. Can I have 10 people standing here? 10 people. Ten. Together. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten, my dear. Yeah. I mean, bunch up and come towards me. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to count ten. You may not know. Wow. I mean, I, I, I must be very interested in how many people are approaching me. To, to, to pull myself back and count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But on a normal day, if you ask me to guess, I'll say, oh, seven, or oh, twelve, or oh, eleven. Oh, the, the guys coming at eight. This is eight. So the lepers didn't know that Jesus Christ had counted each of them. He has counted everything he has done for you. He has counted your child who didn't die. He has counted the job you didn't lose. He has counted you yourself, your one leg who didn't lose that leg. 
He has counted the accommodation he has given you. He has counted the love of your husband for you. He has counted money he has given you. He, has, he counts everything. I said, one hair, even me, this one, I mean, I don't even have the hair. He said, not even one hair on your head drops down without he, Jesus Christ, knowing it. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows everything he has done for you. He knows it. He knows it. The car which should have hit you, that you pulled back. He knows it. I myself couldn't believe it. When I read that, were there not ten of you? Wow. Where are the nine? I mean, arithmetic. He has already calculated. Ten minus one equals nine. Somebody cast a net in the river and 256 fishes. Counting everything. He knows the number in the Bible. Where? Where are the nine? And because of that, there are many nine lepers here. One of the ways to do something for God eh, is because he has done something for you. He has done something for you. Thank you. Place it down. He has done something for you. He has done something for you. Hmm. <laughs> he has done something for you. And if you joke, he will remove from you what he has given you. I'm telling you. Like, like me, I've already decided. No, I will not remove. I can't remove what I did. But I'm, I'm going to, so I've selected that one person. So this week, share me somewhere. Meet me somewhere. Second Kings chapter seven. You read a story of also. See, it's almost, it's almost like it's, it's always lepers. You see this. The, in this Second Kings seven, there were four lepers about to die of hunger. Then, by whatever means, they were guided to a place where there was wine, there was meat, there was food. They ate. The Bible says. They ate and went and stored some of the riches somewhere. The food, the gold, the pearls. They eat and store. They eat. Then in verse 9, one of them said that what we are doing is not good. We do not well. What we are doing is not good. That we will sit in church, enjoy messages, enjoy testimonies, enjoy God's blessings. It's like that, it's like we don't do well. This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. If we tarry till morning light, some mischief will come upon us. And it's so true. I can't give you many more verses because of time. Some mischief. Some of you, you, you are going to experience mischief for your wickedness. Mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell the king's household. Let's go and tell the king's household. The king's household is the world. Let's go and tell the world that there is food in the church. Let's go and tell the world that there is peace in the church. Let's go and tell the world. That, that, that when you are in the church, you will not destroy yourself. That there's a better place like the nightclub than the nightclub. 
There's a better place than your boyfriend's house. There's a better place than the disco. There's a better drink than, 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 than drinking appetizing. There's a better lifestyle than having sex four times with two men. There's something better. You're not doing well. You're not doing well. We have to go and tell the king's household that we found something here. But until he spoke, they were only thinking of themselves, eating and amassing things to themselves. And, and, and he said, if we, if we continue like this, some mischief will come upon us. I'm telling you. The life where it's only about yourself, your children, your shop, your health, your life. This one, I'm not feeling well. If I'm to look at myself, I should be in my house. But I don't want any mischief to come upon me in my house. Yes. And really, mischief will come to me in the house. That's why I've come. I'm here talking. It's not even easy holding a microphone in my left hand. But you will know. You will not know. Somebody has dresses like everything is together. You don't, you, you don't understand. Yes. Yeah. Some of you, I want to advise you guys who are singing, who are dancing, who are in the church, young boys and girls, better start the life of being a shepherd this year. Otherwise, some mischief will come to you in 10 years' time. That's when you will discover that it's not enough to have first class in the university. It's not enough to go to the best school. That there's the, the, I mean, to, to, to go to the best school is the lowest of the lowest of achievements. That there are things that if they are not intact, that best school will be useless. Mischief. This morning... I will give you a reason. Why must you be a shepherd? Because you must be grateful to God. Why must you find two people to care for? Why must you find a soul to win and bring the person to church? Because you must be grateful to God. What he has done for you. That's all. Forget about whatever the Bible is saying. Just out of gratitude and that you know that he, he himself, he, 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 I mean, he saw people oh, and he was moved. He was sad. Why must you be a shepherd? Because the person you claim you love wants shepherds. I don't even understand English. Do you understand English? You understand English? I hope so. Why must you be a shepherd? Because the savior of your life wants shepherds. He said, pray, we need more laborers. Why must you be a shepherd? Because a person who saved you is looking for more people to do what someone did for you. He wants you also to do it for someone. That's all. I don't need to give you Greek words. <laughs> if you really are a lover of Jesus, you want to look for somebody 
who cannot, who cannot be guarded, who doesn't come to church. And through you, the person comes to church. That's it. Oh yes, we'll dance on the stage. We'll sing on the stage. We'll jump around. We'll, 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 we will act on the stage. But Jesus Christ never asked us to go and sing anywhere. Because there's a time, you see, when there are certain emergencies, eh, some things don't matter. Yes. Some things, a lot of things in your house matter. But you think of what you will pick from your room first if there's, your house is on fire. What will you pick? They say you should pick one thing. What will you pick and run out of the room? That should tell you how the rest of the things are not important. A lot of the things we are doing, they are important, but not very important. Everything in your house is, your house is important. The sofa is important. Bed sheets. How can we live in a house without bed sheets? How can you live in a house without pillows? How can you live in a house without a gas stove? How can you live in a house without a curtain? But when there's fire, and you must pick one thing, you yourself to answer your, your own question in English. Answer yourself in English. A lot of the things we are doing are not very important. And once a while, we are privileged to know from the mind of Christ. So, see, another thing is that, another thing I'll tell you, maybe some of you are not in close relationships with important people. But I have such relationships. Many of them in my life. And I'll tell you that. You can be with an important person and never know the person's mind about what is very important for, for, for you to do. You'll never know. You'll be doing things. The person will say, oh, yes, 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 acknowledge, just nod, but, but it's, it's not important to him. I went somewhere with a very important person. Lots of things were happening, and the person just would say, all these things are not important. I said, wow. As I was sitting here, I said, how will I also do the same thing? Then I heard that it's not important. My mind moved off. You will never know. You can be with somebody and never know what is important. So when you get an important person who speaks his mind, it's one of your greatest privileges. And Jesus has spoken his mind clearly. You love me? You love me? You want to know what to do for me? I mean, I know some people now. If I go and ask them, what can I do for you? I'm sure I will have some sarcastic answer. Or I'll just be thrown off. I'll just be, you know. I'm telling you. Once in a while, you get to know what the, what the person wants you to do. Hey, when you hear it, you give it your all. You give it your all. You love me. You want to know what to do for me? For me? Feed my sheep. Wow. And you are bringing chocolates. You are dancing on the stage. It's like you are giving the person what you want for the person. Not what the person himself wants. No. Why must you be a shepherd? You must be a shepherd because it is just right that you are grateful to God for the things he has done for you. It's just right. That, that, that being grateful to God, it's your way of getting more from him this year. 
what he did for you last year. It's out of gratitude to him that you get more of it this year. The fact that it is called 2020 does not mean there's anything double for you. Maybe double trouble for some of you. Double trouble. Double pain. You watch it. Unless you rise up and say, what can I do to help? Give me two names. Give me two names. I'm going to join the counselors. I'm going to join the follow-up team. I want to be a, 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 a center leader. Teach me. Train me, pastor. Why should we accept God? Look at you. You should be dead by now. I know you. I know you. I mean, when you look in the mirror, don't you, don't you see shock on your own face about how you are now? You remind me of the madman of Gadara also. He met Jesus. And Jesus healed him. Cured him of his madness. What happened? He came back to thank Jesus Christ. Wow. Come, come think of it. It's happened again. He came back to thank him. And his way of thanking him was that he told Jesus Christ, that, I will follow you everywhere. Allow me to be with you everywhere. And Jesus said, don't follow me. Go to your own house and tell them what has been done to you. And the guy got up. From madness, he became a preacher in 10 cities called the Decapolis. The Decapolis. Once again, a madman is healed. And Jesus tells him, you want to be grateful to me? Don't do it your way. Don't follow me around. That it is your way of being grateful. If you want to be grateful, then go and tell people. Go and tell people. This year, Decide to be counted among shepherds. Amen. Decide to be counted among leaders in the house of God. Stand to your feet. Close your eyes. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. And ask the Lord this year. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here today and you are not born again, this is a first Sunday. It's a covenant Sunday. You are making a covenant with the Lord. Every head bowed. Every hand down. Every hand down. Every hand down. Every head bowed. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, Wherever you are, lift your hand. I'm going to pray with you today. I see your hand. Lift your hand high. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to meet Jesus Christ. I want to know Jesus. Lift your hand high. High. Above your head. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. To receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your personal Savior. You want to be born again today. Lift your hand high. I'm going to pray a simple prayer with you. I see your hand. If you are the only one, 
Jesus Christ will still have come to die. If your hand is up, come to the front and meet me here. Let me pray with you. Come. God bless you. Come. Close your eyes and lift your two hands. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to come into my life. Wash my sins. Wash my sins. Help me to walk with you. Help me to walk with you. And help me to serve you. And help me to serve you. I thank you. I thank you for my salvation. For my salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You see our pastor here. Please go to him. God bless you. Communion stars, please be first. Let's sing the song. Sisters, we are and our lives have just begun in the spirit. As I eat it, as I eat it, may I be joined with the body of Jesus. May I be joined with the body of anything Jesus. that could not dwell in the body of Jesus Christ. Anything that will not dwell in the body may of not Jesus. be able to dwell in my body. May not be able to dwell in my in body. 2020. In 2020. Say, as I eat this body, as I eat this body, I receive power. 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 I receive power for the year ahead. For the year ahead. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Now lift up your cup. See, this is the cup of blessing. This is the cup of blessing. As I drink it, as I drink it, may I receive power. May I receive power to enjoy a year of blessing. To enjoy a year of blessing. As I drink it, as I drink it, I receive power. I receive power to do to do the will. The will of my master. Of my master. This year. This year. Say the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your body and for your blood. That greatest of sacrifices that you have given to us. 
We remember your sacrifice, Lord. And we remember the power that it has unleashed into our lives. Let that power be real, Lord. Now I command that let your people receive power Amen. to become shepherds of others. Amen. Let them receive power to also guide others. Amen. Feed others. Yes. Teach others. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.